Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with No Cream podcast. Today is a morning roast episode. If you don't know what a morning roast is, get with the times. Or, I'll tell you, it is basically <laughs> it is basically uh, just kind of short episodes, hopefully, to get you thinking differently, motivation. We deep dive into topics that we see commonly asked or talked about within our Black with No Cream private community for creators. Today, I'm here with my co-host, David Malave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, that's How are good. you, bud? I'm good, man. Nice. We're just here in our office, chilling. This is not the podcast table. The new table comes Friday. If the actually, delivery... this is the this should be the last thing that you see with this table. My fingers are fucking gross. Actually, Unless this ever... is the first and last thing you see with this table. Unless I do an episode or something in between there, which right. I should. I'm probably kind of behind. Right. Um, but new podcast table's coming. Uh, got some chairs too that are on the way. We're gonna turn this whole thing into a studio space and light it proper. Right now, it's just just an empty office with one shitty light shout out to Sean sauce. Anyway. Um, I think what we were talking about before for this topic today, I feel like we've experienced getting notes from clients, right? Hopefully by this point you've experienced that once, or if not, you will soon. Basically it, there's nothing shittier than working on a project, spending all day, all night editing your video or your photo or your design, whatever it is that you're creating, working on it tirelessly for hours on end and then handing it to the client, feeling like they're going to love it or the talent or whatever it is. And then they come back with feedback that is not what you wanted to hear. Oh, I didn't like the song you chose or I feel like the edit's too fast or whatever it may be that you're getting that is negative and that shit is the worst. Um, and that's hard to deal with that type of feedback from a client or from anyone, especially as a creator and you feel like you're an artist and you want to be respected for your work. So that's why we wanted to narrow it down to talk about the topic, which we kind of had a title. I can't remember what it was. What do we call this? What are we going to call this episode? I think we're going to call it how to handle feedback. Seems or, or handle handle notes. Seems pretty good. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. How to handle feedback. But, yeah. Well, basically, we, we I thought this was important because, um, you know, as artists, we're emotional and we invest a lot into what we create. And you know what I mean. You want to th- like we all. Th- I know that me personally, I do this all the time. Like I think that my way is right by instinct, mm-hmm. off top. Like so. I try to step, you have to, I try to take a step back and I feel like that's why this is a good discussion because it's like, I think there's different ways that you can view or like perceive what, how you handle notes and how you handle feedback from your clients or from other people and how, if you look at it a different way, you can, you can help it improve what you're creating or help improve the way that you're relating to the client versus just think, looking at a situation like, oh, this person doesn't like what I made or, oh, this person, this person doesn't get it or they don't understand what I'm going for and, and this yeah. is annoying and I have to change it because honestly it's true you will you will have videos or projects where by the end you're like damn this isn't anything that I thought or that I wanted to be at the beginning but I feel like we can, we're going to talk about some ways and some ways to look at it where it, you can handle it 
in a way that first off will improve the way that you and the client or the client sees you as an as a worker right. or as a as a artist and yeah. also it can at the end improve the product because you ingested that feedback in a way that was positive and you implemented it or at least you it forced you to look at a certain things a different way so the, i think that we could go over the truth like is that sucks is that majority of when you create is going to be collaborative whether you like it or not especially when someone else is putting money in your pocket for you to create for them so yeah like we said it's uh, i think the best thing you could take away from this episode is how to handle the feedback right what is a proper way to digest and you know try not to attach your feelings to a project in a way yeah you can fight for your opinion and you should fight for your art but there are certain times where you should let it go and certain times where you should fight for it right right so i think that that's like something that's super crucial to understand is that not everything's gonna go your way not every move you make is brilliant they're every, not gonna like your first you should just expect someone not to like your first just edit expect it or expect like, something that always say something back the same way that when you negotiate a price like you should always expect someone to counter you yeah like so you should expect someone to say something about something i don't i don't know how many times i made took like some ill some of the ill shots in my opinion and you know i might have three or four and i swipe through them and show like lauren and just to see what she thinks of it and she hates the one i love the most yeah and then picks the other one and then i have to think like fuck why do you hate that that this is why this is cool but to me it was cool because i was there i lived in the moment i caught the image i figured out like to me i saw the person jump and capture at the right time and that took a lot of patience and you know i had to get it at the right moment so that's why that photo is important to me but for her it may just look like another any other image it doesn't mean as much to her so she may think that this picture makes more sense so then i have to reevaluate like with the majority of people that i share this work with feel like her or feel like me like if if i'm the only one that feels like it's special there's a reason for that but i have to be able to detach myself and almost 90 percent of the time she's right when i show her shit and then i share it and it gets received really well so it's like you have to be able to learn how to give and take with that and that's just on a personal level but then taking it a step farther and you go with the client and you work really hard and you show show out and you do the most on your content and then you show it and they just like it's just the opposite of what they wanted and I've had that happen so many times where I've gotten to the point and I know I had to help you learn that too, right. that it's not, it never goes your way. <laughs> it never fucking goes your way unless you're Banksy and you're getting hired to like go tear it up in London and for, you know, you're commissioned by someone and they want you to do exactly what you do. Even though that's what they probably hired you for to create whatever content you're creating for whoever you're working with they still have an opinion. And when they start putting money in your pocket, it's different than just buying a piece of art off the, uh, off the wall at a gallery. They're not just taking something you already created and purchasing it. They're purchasing your commitment to helping their vision come to life. So you have to work really hard to like find the balance there. So I guess what first step, what, yeah, so that, uh, all that to me, what that means, I think all that was gold. Um, like there's two things. Is thanks, one, man. one is, one is understanding that like when you're working with a client, a lot of the time, like there's, it's bigger than you. So like you are the artist, like you're saying, like you want, like we all feel like we, we want to put out, we want to come out what we feel like we express versus, but a lot of times the project you're working on, it's bigger than you. There, there's, there's, there's this creative director, there's this manager, there's this, there's people above you and they all have opinions and maybe they have nothing, no idea what's going on, but the goal should be the project getting out or the project feeling like it was a success from all parties and mm. you you're like the conduit for that and i think when you look at it in terms of that and i think i learned that a lot from you on tour at that where it's like um you know you 
at some points it wouldn't even matter if you got notes you were just like honestly fuck it because i just want to implement it i'll take it put it in because that means it's going to go to this person where that it needs to go and it'll come out and that's always way more important than all the bickering and fighting and all the the stuff that happens in between yeah and i think if you can learn to like plus another thing is too is um off just off the edit the, just off the first one just after you spend a bunch of time on it you're gonna think it's it's amazing and you may not even take the chance to step back and figure out what might be wrong with it because you're just you're so invested in totally. it you've looked at it for five hours yeah. and someone with complete fresh eyes you're expecting them to look at it and be like oh this is amazing but they're looking at a fresh eyes fresh perspective and they're like oh this and this and if you immediately just fight that you're not even taking in like what their what feedback. they said could actually you could look at it and make oh, maybe maybe that's right and a lot of, I can't tell you how many times I'm stubborn how many times like you or some of the clients I work with or even on tour where it's like someone will say something I'll look at it and I want to fight it and I'll take a step back and I'll put it in I'll be like actually that was kind of a dope idea mm-hmm. and then you realize that the product was better because you went through that process of hold your breath you may want to fire back that email like this is why I shouldn't do it. But you actually take it, ingest it, put it into the project, and you realize, oh, okay, like this. Right. Or a part of what they said plus what you've said turns yeah, into combo. a better product. Right. And I think that if you also, I think it's understanding how to, to converse with these clients as well, right? So that's like another huge portion of it is like how to handle feedback or make sure that you're consistently f- answering their questions or demands basically right so like say i have i have a client like even with like disney when i was working on the commercial with them which i totally forgot i did that and i wonder if i can post it on my instagram i don't know i should hit them you up. should yeah, i should ask i think it came out last month but anyway editing a commercial for them and they would i would send an edit and then they would have like 10 people look at it and everyone would give their feedback so he would send me replies like oh could you do this could you do this could we add this could we extend this piece here boom 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 and the best way that i could do it was literally copy paste their questions into my response and then in like a bright bold yellow with like black letters i would put my response and so it would say like copy that i just changed that so that you know now that in the next edit that i've fixed whatever you asked me to fix. Or if I needed to fight, if I felt like I needed to fight for a reason why I did something, I would write the reason why I did it there and then ask them if it's okay. Hey, the reason why I couldn't extend this clip is because whoever shot it didn't shoot any more frames. I've used all the clip that there is, so this has to stay this way. Should we look for an alternative? So you like kind of poise other questions that, that may turn into another alternative in an edit. So if this clip doesn't work for anyone, I can get rid of it and find something else, right. but you just need to understand that because they, they, they're not looking at the same footage as you. These people, the executives, whoever your client is, they don't know what you have to work with. So they may think the cameras were on the whole time, but the reality is that your DP only shot the scene that he was directed to shoot and didn't pick up all the random extra shit that they happened to see when they were on set. So you have to be able to reply in a way that sometimes you're, you know, you, you cave in and do what they ask because it's just easier than saying like, well, I actually like the speed ramp because speed ramps are in and they don't give a fuck. So let's take it out and let's put this random clip that's really stale and stagnant. Like I'm not saying that this is what happened in my Disney clip. I'm just giving an example but like if they they suggest that or want that sometimes it's easier to like let them have that so that i can do xyz down below and fight for that so i'd rather fight for like two or three strong things that i want in my my final product and give them five or six just so i can have my my three things i'm like oh cool i'm proud of that but at the end of the day it's like you know you wish that you had all full creative control but you at some point you have to like let it go so 
that's one way I handle dealing with clients is just finding proper ways to respond and letting them know why I'm fighting for something specific then versus just being upset and being like, nah, you guys are fucking crazy. Like I'm an editor. I do this shit for a living. Like this is fire as fuck. You should for just me, take this. For me, it's always like you will win always. You're never going to win if you're replying with negativity or with like, or like you're not accepting to what they're asking you to do. So like anytime they reply, like even if in your head you, you're thinking it's dumb, you have to reply with openness. Like, okay, I will, I will I copy that. I will implement that. Or if I can, it's like, I did this because this and this, and I tried this, but also, you know, it's not possible because these reasons, you know, would you like to look for this? And the, and the, the, you're it's, a cheerleader the tone, for them. it's the tone that you accept and receive them allows them to to be more open to your suggestions because you're not just shutting them down. And then in that sense, when you're when the project is done, at the end, they're gonna look back on you fondly because the whole time you were cooperative, the whole time you were totally receptive, the whole time you were open and polite and honest. And I think that that's the key is like, you have to take a step back sometimes and realize that that's what we're saying. Pick your battles. I think that's so super key. Pick your battles, know what's bigger than you. Like. You, it's not worth it to fight for these things if one, it's going to affect the way they view you afterwards. It's going to cause the process to sour. Right. It's going to cause the process to go longer, which means you're making less money because you're working longer on it. All those things make it so that all that is fighting isn't worth it, you know? Yeah. So I think that, yeah, tone, like the way that you communicate, the way that you take a step back, the way that you ingest and like process and even just implement just to see. Um, all those things help with feedback and notes and get you a long lasting relationship with your client. Cause yeah. if you're just a negative person and you just start think you're the shit, no one's going to want to fucking work with you beyond this one. They're going to want to get through this project as quick as possible. So they don't never have to talk to you or see your name pop up in their emails ever again, because you always nagged and you always fought them and, and people want to work with creators that are going to help them and their vision come to life because they live in that. If a company has people staffed to oversee the brand of their company, these people live in the brand every day. And if they bring you in as a freelancer or whatever it may be, you're coming in as an addition to help bring their vision to life. And if you just go against that grain and fight them on stuff that they know works and they've done it before, and it may be some boring shit, maybe something that you think is not with the times, but sometimes you just have to bite your tongue and let it go. Um, I think something that I learned from you also um, was like, with notes too, like, and this all has to do in the, my head, the way I look at it is like every time I'm working with a client and we wrote about it, like turn one gig into three, every time I'm working with a client, it's like, you want at the end of that process for them to be like, wow, that was really an amazing experience working with this person. He was punctual. He was polite. He accepted everything. He completed everything on, on time. And I want to, and I feel like, and then these people who ha always have to find people for jobs want to work with people that they like to work with. They don't want to be emailing with someone on a job that is annoying to work with or is a nag. So like, if you're like that in the process, even if you got to take an L on this project, you may land another one with them mm -hmm. next or two. And those people may let you come in and be Basquiat and right. do whatever you want to do. And, and you know what I mean? Like, oh, we loved what you did for them. And they don't know that you had to bow down to whatever their, their thing was and be like, well, hey, you know, in this project, what I was thinking about doing with this last project was 
I want to do speed ramps the entire time. Like, Maybe actually, I'll do that for you guys. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, cool. Sounds good. Right, but the yeah. last client didn't want it, but you still have to leverage that shit. So you always want to leverage certain things. Now's a great time to take our mid-show uh, commercial break and talk to you about our sponsor today, which is shopbwnc.com. Check out this t-shirt and hat I'm wearing. Keep creating. Dave isn't wearing any of the merch. I'm not. I'm sorry. He's not a team player today, but his shirt does say player. Um, <laughs> we have sure, play, play, yeah, uh, just so way. just if you want to help keep the lights on here at the BWNC headquarters podcast space, help me pay for that motherfucking podcast table I got and the lights that we're about to get, do it at shopbwnc.com. That's it. All yep. right, we're back. We're back. I want to talk about <laughs> a so, yeah. segue, like that was a pre recorded <laughs> yeah. thing. Anyway, Dave, I was thinking, uh, let's talk about like an instance that I just had with a creator that is a good, I think is a good example of it. Cause yeah. after I explained to this person the way we emailed with each other, basically long story short, this person posted some content in black and oak cream and we want to try to start leveraging our space for creators to like share their work. And, and I think it's good to make tutorials. So I saw a dude make this dope photo, asked him to like do a tutorial on it. He's never done a tutorial about it. And so, um, he ended up making a tutorial and I want to watch it and give him feedback and feed it to him. And so we started this a couple weeks back. I made a tutorial, um, myself, we put it on the black and cream channel. Our goal is to start releasing these regularly and help have use, use the creative community to fuel us with content that we can put on the black and cream channel. So he went out of his way, did this thing and it's been in my email to watch for like, since he sent it to me like a couple weeks ago and we then had the the contest i've been shooting content for artists and i've been working with brands we've been busy as fuck we also got this space it's been like a hectic couple weeks so that got put on the back back burner but he hit me with an email and he was actually like pretty upset that he did all this work and that i hadn't responded to him or watched it yet and it, for me i wanted to let him know so in the case of for me what he's lucky with what was that i wasn't a client yet i guess unless right. unless you guys support us on patreon um but i'm not a client so in the case of a uh, for him working with an artist or a client or any of the people i've ever worked with the way he responded to me about this would have probably sacrificed him ever working with that person ever again so to me i wanted to use that as a learning experience but for me he reached out and was like hey man just so you know like like I'm pretty upset that you haven't, rep I did all this work and spent money on to get premiered so I could download this stuff and I didn't really have any money and did all this shit that you asked for. Um, but I am upset and I feel like you, you didn't respect my time. You didn't yeah. respect my time and you should at least said thank you. And, and when I got the email, I was like super bummed that he hit me like that instead of, you know, at that point, obviously if it hasn't, if I hadn't replied to it, I, I'm, if he, if he knows who, who I am and how often I update. I mean, I'm pretty vocal about how busy we are on the podcast, in the group. Hey guys, been slammed doing all this other shit. Here's what I wanted to express in black and cream. Like we, we try to be as vocal as possible about it. Um, but just him messaging me about that. I was like, damn, I like, he has to understand I'm swamped and not able to watch a 19 minute tutorial at any given moment. Plus I want to dedicate real time to it. I want to at least give an hour so I could give constructive feedback and shit. So I had to break it down to him like, yo, I'm planning on watching this. It's on my to-do list. The to-do list is definitely extended beyond when we thought we'd do it, but your work isn't going unnoticed. And I had thanked him prior, even before he even made it. I was like, oh, cool. If you're down, that'd be sick. Thank you for doing this. This would be awesome for the community to share this. I'm trying to give them a platform. But the way he came at me about it, 
and he he then I, re- I responded to him with all this shit and he basically was like yo so sorry like most people wouldn't even have replied to my email and would have never talked to me again like thank you for writing this email like i'm sorry for coming off this way to me it was like you have to understand that if you come at someone and say like look you should have said thank you to me and i spent all my time and energy doing all this shit and, and you're just overlooking it like you owe you owe me basically Totally, I get it. He put in his time. He worked hard. He he made a tutorial. Maybe he doesn't do this shit ever, so he had to learn how to make tutorials. It's not easy. I get it. But when you come at someone in a you should have done this or I'm upset because you aren't get, you know it's you're more worried about your feelings in that moment. You need to step back, think about how you want to approach this person if you do feel it. Like my example to him was probably busy. I work with fucking the biggest artists on the planet. I work with major brands. I'm developing a fucking basically nonprofit creator community for people like him and trying to give him a leverage, a place to leverage his content. So being that I am that busy, an email like, hey man, I know you're probably swamped. Just wanted to see if you had a chance to watch this tutorial. I would love to like get it out to the world. You know, just put some urgency on the fact that you hope that it lives online someday. And I would have been able to reply and say, man, thanks dude for reminding me. Like I've been so swamped. Trust me, it is on our to-do list. We're going to watch it over the next few weeks. Like guarantee you this content will come out. Like thank you. Just like what I have told him in the email. To me, I feel like that approach and I suggested to him is much better because if it wasn't me and you would have hit an art, any of the artists I've worked with and said some shit like, dude, you should, you haven't even said thank you to me. And I did all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. No one's ever going to respond to your email no one's ever going to text you back they're never going to work with you ever again because you just gave a precedent that you are always whining and that you are always begging you need all this like attention for your yeah, content my, right my lesson my lesson the biggest lesson i have from that from that and i've been there too and here's the thing is once you send an email you can't send it back you cannot send it yeah no which honestly which is dope on instagram you can unsend something right totally. but they, i think they know but, but the point is you cannot send it so that is why when we're talking even with notes with anything there, we all are emotional. You have a heat of the moment emotion, but the problem is if you don't take a step back and digest the situation, understand who you're talking to, understand the importance of what it is, especially when it's a client relationship. Once you send that email, you can't undo the effect that the, that message has. So in the moment, you know, with our phones, with social media, we're so quick, like that, that almost that barrier has been blurred. The, from from you totally. know you a realize professional like, this guy hasn't even yeah, responded you're, you're it's been three like, weeks let me just fire off a text but you realize is that that's a like a professional relationship that with notes or whatever with, with, with try to tie it into an episode it's like you have to take a step back and understand that the way that you respond and the way that you convey yourself like is very impactful and once you send it you have no way of taking it back and then that you can't have any effect on how that person judge views you you deal with those point. repercussions and yeah. honestly it's it's and tough. so and so i wonder sucks, if you can hear this more for, for this guy it sucks because um i feel like i've been there and i feel like he sent it he was just emotional in the moment and i guarantee now he looks back and he's like damn i didn't really like that was just something i shouldn't have sent it you know but it's like I, but I now mean, you already I hope, sent it I get, but here's the thing is that i'm not saying that you said like um who who you're talking to? Like he didn't know who he was talking to. I'm not no, no, saying no, that. No, you're I'm, not, I'm not saying like that. I'm saying like right. You have to. You have to. For example, if it's a client and it's some, it's it's the exec, it's the, it's the head of marketing at a label, right? right? And you fire back because you're emotional. Like they they told you your edit sucks, and you're like actually this and this, but you realize this person is like the key holder. What, to the key everything. holder to everything. So once, that's yeah, that's why my point was that in this in this case, I'm not saying like he is lucky that he fired at me me right because I'm forgiving as fuck and. Right. Uh, d- 
the only, only reason we have Black Widow. The only person that would write an the, entire write a response song. to try to help him learn from right. his mistakes. Like to me, it was a mistake that he made talking to me that way. It's not a mistake for him to be upset. You can be upset. I'm sorry, I haven't seen your tutorial. It's been three weeks. That's unacceptable. But at the same time, it the beginning message said, "Hey man, I'm just testing this idea. It'd be cool if you could make this. I could give you feedback. If it works, we'll put it on our channel. Like that's the idea. And I would love to give you a platform to share your work because then not not only are you work, you're going out of your way to create." for this and and in his words he made it sound like i made him do this i made him download premiere i made him learn how to make a tutorial i made him make a video that potentially could get him eyeballs on his content i gave him a platform to share his work hopefully to many creators that could see who he is and maybe he'll develop a working relationship from this maybe he'll you know you never know what maybe i'll remember him as a photographer that i would want to work with so in this case what sucks is that if you were to come at someone in that way respond in an email in that sense you're setting yourself up to put the like the nasty taste in someone's mouth to be like oh man yeah like for me yeah it was just a tutorial yeah he's upset about it it's cool maybe he maybe people think i'm more like we're friends because of the way i portray myself on the internet i just feel like maybe right. people think yeah. that they're connected to me people come at me all the time and cuss and shit and say all this stuff and when they're trying to apply for a job and it, i'm like dude just because i say fuck a bunch doesn't mean that you yeah. should apply and that's what i was saying like about me. that's what i said like the lines are almost blurred because of the way especially with the way how how much outreach you have you know people feel like they can talk to you yeah but i feel like that's a lesson learned because the same way like Anyway, when you're dealing with emo and you're dealing with something and it's just a lesson to apply to other shit like this totally. this you know you can talk to you like that sometimes people can talk to you like after yeah after but, like, established but it's it. a lesson that we're trying to teach which is which is that, like you have to understand that taking a step back and not f taking that first fire back can save you a ton of problems yeah. and i told that's why in this case it's like well what if i were to want to hire this kid as a photographer down the road but I will always remember that he wrote me this email because he was upset I didn't watch a tutorial that he made. That was, that was this, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but that sounds like something that's too annoying. So it was annoying enough that yesterday, I mean, my time to explain to everyone is fucking limited as shit. Like I'm very, very much on my calendar. My day is pretty much bullet pointed out. We don't have any time to catch up on most things. We're behind on the podcast, let alone being able to take on every phone call and meeting I'm supposed to do. So I then ended up spending, because I'm fired up, that he responded to me that way, but then took the time to write him an email to try to help him. Like, just taking that time out to explain how that affected me and could potentially affect him in farther situations in the future. So I hope that he learns from this mistake took time out of my day where then I lost like, you know, whatever time it took that I could have been applying to something else that could have helped the bigger picture with shit, right. which is, a, it sucks, but it's like, we all go through that. And I'm not saying that like that it's the end of the day for this kid. Like I, we, he sent me the email and apologized. Like I'm still going to, his tutorials probably fire. Like I'm, his content is dope. I'll still work with the kid. But what I'm saying is that you have to learn from those mistakes. And I remember even like, remember in Paris and there was like something where there was like, I've, I've known and learned protocol and you were new to it. And there was something where I was like, yo, like you, I remember, remember you were like super hot about some shit. And I was like, yo, come over here. Let's talk. And I'm like, there's, there's this has to happen for this has for this to happen. Remember that shit? Mm -hmm. And then it's like just from that as early day, and then right away you turn around like, all right, yo, I get it. Like, my bad. I understand this shit. Yeah. And it was the same thing with me with Andrew. Like back right. in the day, I'm like, yo, man, what do I got to do to make like to get a co-editor credit? I feel like I really deserve a co-editor credit on this doc. And I, I like it. I was terrified to ask him that. Right. You know what I mean? But then I make my voice heard and I ask in a polite yeah. correct but way. I think, I think that's important because even, even that moment, like even that moment, like I experienced it, it's a little different, but it was like, it was like you had to check me for a second. And then when you checked me, I was like, Oh, 
and it, I, I kind of like stepped back. I was like coming too hot, and I was like, okay, I understand. And after that, I like, but these things, it's dope that you're a person that will do that because. Because what if I was working with someone else and you was just like, yo, and you, you yeah, or what I mean? if I wasn't me? Yeah. And if you did what you did and I, and in that case, if it's something that I felt like I needed to check you on something for anyone else, they could be like, yo, fuck this person. Right. Like for whatever reason, like fuck that kid for sending me that email. Yeah. I, he's done. I'm actually going to tell people never to work with this kid ever again. Right. I'm going to tell the community not to work with this. Like some people are dumb. Like people are really shitty. Like some lady drove by me on my booster board the other day and cut my ass off. And then she had to stop at a red light and I pulled up right next to her and was like, yo, what's wrong with you? But that, I could have been someone bad and I could have punched her or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or keyed her car or done something like, why don't do weird shit to people? Like right. you don't know who you're ever messing with. So you always want to think before you do. Right. And just, tread lightly and try to make your voice heard in a proper way that's like the main takeaway so whatever it is with the client or with a coworker or whatever it is like you just want to think about how people receive your delivery right. and then make sure you package your delivery in a proper way that's going to help them you know hear your voice and compromise yeah. like that's all you can ever ask for is that they're going to compromise with you and hopefully you guys are creating shit that you're both proud of at the end of the day and you did it by compromise i think yeah dude uh, i guess this all really comes down to communication and my, my thing like i just i i spend so much effort writing in terms of like and i feel proud to like feel like you have to the words are words are all you have in email or especially in business a lot of times to convey the way that you're thinking and a lot of, and, and if you don't put that, the effort into how you speak, you don't have any control of how someone, how someone else reads your, what you wrote. Right. So if you don't write it correct, if you don't think about it, you can't control how, and even if you didn't, didn't mean it that way, you have no way to be there with them to read the email and be like, I actually meant this right, right, right. or like say it with the tone that you meant it. So that's why at the, at the end of the day with all this stuff, communication notes, doesn't matter. You get it back, think about it, write it out, Understand that it's bigger than you. Understand that, um, you know, there are other people involved in the project, not just you. It is your art, but your job is to complete the project in an efficient, punctual, great way and hopefully get hired again by that person because you were a pleasant to work with. That's the way I, I mean, that's the way I look at shit. I feel like that's a good point to end on. Hopefully this is... Yeah. We went on a... Massive little, little tangent. Rant. Yeah, sorry was, about that. Uh, I'm glad you got that off your chest, bud. I just don't. I think people probably do this a lot. So it's yeah. like you no, got to hear this shit yeah. to learn. Like every time something happens like this, I'm not afraid to like talk about it. And I don't think that kid should be embarrassed at all for talking like that. You know what I mean? No. He made a, if, if he made a mistake and I try to put it out and there. Honestly, I've done it before. Like I, I, I could think of a couple situations where it's like, damn, I kind of, I'm like early on where I was like, damn, I kind of burned a bridge there just because I came hot on email and you always regret it. Yeah, totally. You always regret it because you're like, damn, I should have waited like 30 minutes. Unless you're right, then take that shit to the grave. Bro, yeah, but yeah. if you feel like, if, if someone tells you you're, this is why you fucked up and then you're like, nah, I think they're wrong. Fight it. Fucking keep fighting it. There, That's fine. Yeah, I guess there are always ways to fight for shit, but the, I'm saying there's sometimes where you're like, you look at an email and you're like, you're you like know, damn, you if I would have just had like 15 more minutes, I could have rewrote that just slightly different and, and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Treat everyone like your girlfriend, guys, or your boyfriend, whatever, whoever you're fucking. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that's it for this morning roast. This is the longest morning roast we've ever done. How, Thirty-three how long minutes. Is it? Thirty-three. Maybe we had some pre-roll. I don't know. Um, we would have cut it probably like after that, before that. Yeah, whole last before the commercial round. break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect time to plug our merch. <laughs> this is the only way we afford to do this shit. So pick up some merch or support us on Patreon. Patreon's gonna be cool. We're we're actually gonna meet 
we've been meeting the last couple of days trying to figure out how to revamp the Patreon page, and we asked the community to suggest things that they might want for a tier. So if you want to suggest how we can make Patreon even better for those who contribute, because we appreciate all of you that do contribute, uh, comment on this video on YouTube or message me on Instagram or email us, blackwindowcream at Gmail. I don't give a fuck. Just let us know any suggestions you have, and we will make that better. All right, cool. That's it. Um, see you uh, Sunday. For Do we have an episode on Sunday? Or we're, like, really behind. Um, we're not going to promise anything. All right. Yep. Bye.